from the Hill Country in Texas, broadcasting worldwide, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. Well, good morning, Vietnam. No, I just, every time, I kind of want to do that every now and then. I was in during Vietnam. I really was in Armed Forces Radio. Of course, I was on an island in the South Pacific where the only thing that we did was drink martinis and uh, play Scrabble and uh, whatever else. That was about it. So we stayed out of the fire. Good morning. Um, speaking of fire, there's global boiling going on here. Oh, you didn't see? Oh, yeah, the World Economic Forum has changed. <laughs> These people have changed the name from global warming to global boiling. But it was 110 here yesterday, but I don't trust it. It's just the sun and the clouds, but uh, let's not go there right now. Our phone lines are not open this morning. We had a little power thing happen last night because, well, it's a long story, but then somehow it screwed up the telephone line. So you're going to have to do the email, Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com. Tomorrow, Dr. Samantha Bailey and her husband, Mark uh, Bailey, uh, two um, souls who are out front there on the in the world of there is no virus. Uh, Mark Bailey wrote an incredible paper, paper a 90, 90 page a farewell to virology, ninety pages, um, three or four pages of notes. You know, at the end, whatever they call those, and uh, they try to get it into the New Zealand court to prove that there wasn't a virus. But they said no, you can't do that. So we're going to, I don't know. We're going to talk to them tomorrow. Uh, Tom Luongo, one of our favorite guys when it comes to money and uh, uh, geopolitics, will be here on Wednesday, and probably a few other surprises along the way, because the week is early. You just never know who we come up with. So here we are. It is the 28th of August. Good to be here. Hope you had a nice weekend. Now we go down to Panama on the fourth Monday of every month to visit with Dr. Jennifer Daniels. Dr. Daniels is a MD. She doesn't practice any longer because she stopped practicing because she doesn't want to practice anymore. (laughs) What'd you say? What'd you say? I said, well, because. Well, because. Just because. Uh, Dr. Daniels, good morning. You look great. Um, You always look look great. You always look. So, um, I don't... You probably don't do television there. Is that right? Is that a good assumption? Yes. Okay. Yes. Do you have a sense of what the media is doing in Panama with this new variant? Because here, it's a big thing, boy. It's a big thing. Yeah. Do you have it down there? Do you know? Oh, we do have it down here. It's a little thing. Oh. It's a very a, little thing. It's a little thing. Huh? Okay. So what you have is... Uh, some families are masking up, and that's pretty much the size of it. That's it. Can you hear me? Uh, yeah, you cut out there for a minute. So some families are masking. Uh, some families are masking up, okay. and that's it. That's the full extent of that's it. That's the full extent of it. Yeah, nothing more. Okay. Yeah, there's no, uh, I don't go to places like hospitals and schools, so I wouldn't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, oh, wait. I do see this kids get out at after school sometimes, and there's no mask. Yeah. Well, I, I probably misspoke. It'll be the first time I do that today. But I, I think, say, a big thing, they're ramping it up, Doc, to be a big thing here. You All over, you know, the, the media, the new variant, and shots are coming, and Biden's putting money into new 
vaccines, you know, the whole thing. So they're, they're really running up the flag, flagpole. So we're thinking like next month, it's going to really try to get everybody to do what they want them to do. Yeah. 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 I, I think it's a continual thing. They keep running things up the flagpole. They see people like jumping at it and they keep going up the flagpole. And so if they put it up the flagpole, people shoot it down. Then they kind of back off a bit and they advance some more. So my guess, I don't know what's going to happen. My guess <laughs> is they're going to recommend the vaccine. So that the, uh, CDC and FDA have all said this new vaccine against the variant, which has not been tested on humans or animals, and we have no evidence that it is effective for anything, we're going to make it available along with the flu shot in November. And so then what happens, obviously, is you make being vaccinated a requirement for Thanksgiving Day and Christmas travel. Right. So that's, I think, basic strategy. Yeah. Uh, well said. Uh, there's several universities, maybe 10 or so already, that are requiring uh, uh, vaccines and masks to uh, go to class, Rutgers and some other places like that. So, Yeah, I would say to any student, if uh, they require a vaccine at your school for anything, it's time to drop out and uh, get rich. <laughs> so whatever they're teaching at that school is not going to help you. <laughs> that's your, as they say, you know, relationship red flags. That, that's your red flag yeah. that whatever they're teaching that institution is not worth learning and you will not make progress with that. <laughs> I like that. It's a regular, uh, um, sorry, relationship red flag. It's kind of one of those things when you're at dinner yeah. and the dude says something and you say, this is not going to work. <laughs> Excuse me. I think I left a pot boiling on the stove. I got to go. <laughs> <laughs> right. Really? Yeah. I mean, oh, I just left my, oh yeah, I left my, I really got to go. That's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, excuse me. Excuse me. Well, it's not you, it's me. Speaking of that, how are you and the boys doing down there? Are you just uh, you having fun playing the field, going out dancing? Anything you're going to report? Oh, I'm not. I'm not dancing yet. Okay. But I'm. I'm thinking of. Uh, I'm getting ready to learn how to fly a helicopter. So do you look, what look for news on that? You and Tom Cruise. You're going to do a helicopter. Is that the deal? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Why do you want to fly a helicopter? I'm mean, going to have to own one. Not going to own one. That's too much. It's yeah, too much. Yeah. Just going to learn how to fly. Really? You're going to do that, huh? I think so, yeah. Wow. That'd be fun. Wouldn't that be fun to do that? I'm going to find out. Are you? Hmm? So we have lots of emails for you. We better get going, otherwise we just... But I do want to ask you before, because you mentioned you've come up with a new kind of drink you wanted to tell folks about, something you're doing. Yes. Well, last time I, we talked, I think I had quit jujitsu. Yes, you did. Because yeah. I was uh, turning into the Incredible Hulk. <laughs> I'm happy to report that I have de-hulked and I'm getting my yoga body back. So that is good. However, on my way to hulking up, uh, you know, you go to jujitsu class, it's very demanding and very difficult and challenging. And you've got to get strong like super quick or, well, you get pounded and grounded. <laughs> something like that so i was working on getting uh very strong very quickly and of course i had to talk to the star student in the class who uh had been doing it for 10 years at least and was winning tournaments mma tournaments and so i said to myself how did you get so strong or how do you build a muscle and i'm trying and trying it's not working he says eggs uh-huh 
That's what he said. Eggs? eggs. He said eggs. Yeah, not not a man of many words. (laughs) So that's the only clue I got. So I went home and I thought about it. Like, you know what? When I was a teenager working 80 hours a week selling books door to door, I drank raw eggs every day. And I had energy for the whole day to run around in the hot Arizona sun selling books door to door. Uh And I said, okay, raw eggs. And what else was in that drink? I had an energy source, which was sugar. I've evolved, so I put banana in there instead of uh, sugar. So now I um, have basically uh, three eggs. And the reason I have three eggs is because, one, I like eggs. But, two, the eggs here are very small. So probably your eggs, it would be one or two eggs. But uh, three eggs and two bananas. And what the bananas do is they make the whole thing palatable. They Mm -hmm. add that little bit of sweetness. But they give you the uh, carbs slash calories so that the uh, beverage can really supercharge uh, your body's metabolism. Mm-hmm. Then there's um, bee pollen, and the bee pollen um, is a big energy boost. There's a they, you know, if you look at the nutritional content of bee pollen, it's actually minuscule. So there's something in that bee pollen above and beyond, apart from the uh, vitamin content. Yeah, I think it has a lot of protein and peptides in it that your body can immediately use. Um, then, of course, there's the good old shilajit. It's always a problem how to get that shilajit down, right? So you just put that in there, and the banana covers up the shilajit flavor. And the shilajit gives your body the trace minerals it needs to activate all the enzymes your body's been kind of making and just setting aside. So, mm-hmm. oh, well, we get that trace mineral. That enzyme will really work. And so then that really wakes you up. Then I toss in some flaxseed, all omega-3s. And we all know that they're basically good for everything. And they repair uh, parts of your body that need to be repaired for you to function. So I don't say function. Before the uh, bee pollen and the shilajit to really uh, do the very best that they can for you. Then, of course, can't forget the eighth of a teaspoon of ginseng. And that really kicks it up a notch. <laughs> I think that's good for you. <laughs> I do a similar one. Yeah. I, I do okay. avocado to mine. You like avocados? It makes it a little... Not at all. No. no. So what I do is I stop right there and I uh, get my immersion blender. Yeah. And then I drink it. And literally I can feel the energy surge. It doesn't feel like a buzz like, say, coffee. But it just feels like, wow, my body is stronger and more capable. And so that makes my morning workout just, I just fly right through it. Yeah, yeah. And how long does that last you till you want to have something else? Um, so I start drinking it around nine-ish in the morning, and it will put me through to about 1 p.m. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then 1 p.m. is when the three-day jello, I'll, I'll drink that, and that takes me pretty much the rest of the day. The three-day jello? Oh, that's where you make the jello thing. It takes three days to make it. <laughs> <Like> <laughs> you call it three-day jello. So my friends have nicknamed it the three-day jello, so I just let it ha- have that name. <laughs> the three-day jello. So do you still do all your little piggy things and feats and all that stuff and not all that stuff? Um, so I've switched over to cow feet for the moment. But yeah, I still do the high gelatin, mm-hmm. high strength stuff. Mm-hmm. So what I've stopped in order to help me debulk is uh, my workup, workout is more streamlined. So I only work out for half an hour a day, not two or three hours a day. And um, 
my egg and my three-day jello, I alternate them. So one day I'll do egg and one day I'll do three-day jello. I'll just see how I go. And what I found is I have absolutely no appetite. I have full energy and it's easy for me to control my weight. I don't have to struggle uh, to control my weight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good job. Dr. Jennifer Daniels, mm-hmm. we have lots of questions for you. So let's, uh, let's do it. Questions. Would you please ask Dr. Daniels what she thinks about front splits versus side splits? She prioritizes other stretching, for example, pike or bridge. Or, mm-hmm, split question. I say front splits, like one leg forward and one leg back, are super easy. So try those first, because you're going to get those out the gate. That's about a six to 12 week project. And that's really doable. The center splits where one leg goes left and one leg goes right, that is much more, that's anatomically complex because you have to uh, rotate the femur with respect to the pelvis in order to get your greater trochanter out of the way or you'll start cracking and grating your bones. So you've got that rotation to do. Then you have to become hyperflexible around L4, L5 to rotate your um, pelvis facing the ground. And then you have to develop the flexibility to open the legs into a split. So there's actually three pieces to it. And you have to kind of work a little bit on each one as you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, so because of that complexity with the uh, center splits, I don't recommend you start with those. So I, I, I would uh, go for the front to back splits. Now, as for the bridge, I think the question was, of the three exercises, the bridge, the front splits, and the uh, front back splits, what would I prioritize? Mm -hmm. I would go, for me, I was really interested in doing the bridge because I was able to do it when I was 20 and have not been able to do it in my 30s, 40s, or 50s. So I did the bridge first, and that was a huge, huge confidence builder. Um, I would do the bridge first because it's doable, but also in doing the bridge, you develop the arm strength. And you need arm strength to support your body as you're stretching into your front back splits. Then I would do the front back splits, and then I would work on the center splits. I'm still working on my center splits. I'm getting lower and lower. I'm only like a foot from the ground, but I'm still, you know, not there. But again, that is part of it. It's understanding those three things that... I told you about that you've got to rotate the femur, you've got to rotate L4, L5, and then you have to stretch the legs apart. So all three of those have to be done. And people fail at the center split, which I did for two years, because they don't realize the first two steps of rotating the anatomy and getting the anatomy right. Once you get the anatomy right, it becomes a simple, straightforward uh, stretching thing. The other thing that kicks in once you start doing the center doing the, uh, the splits, the bridge, not so much. But once you start doing the splits is you've got to eat uh, the pig ears uh, or the cow feet or some kind of super strong collagen. Because literally, in order to get your legs to stretch apart, you have to grow new tendons and they have to lengthen so you can make that stretch. So people don't do that and they end up getting um, torn ligaments. So, don't, so you, have to, you do have to have the dietary change kick in there once you start working on the splits. Hmm, cool. Yeah. Do, do you know, yeah. there's a thing called a, a Facebook feed where there's a thing where you see all your friends and they post all these things. You probably don't do that, but I, I get on there no. sometimes. And I, I saw a fellow, 
he was sitting on the floor with his his feet just kind of straight out this way, right? Total split, you know, just, you know. Right. And so he's offering this little course for $17 and to teach you how to do this. So I bought it. I've only done one, uh-huh. and I think it's going to be pretty good. It's I did, a, a you know, a yeah. few of them, and you, he's kind of getting you slowly, and he's he, he's a real... So I, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. So I'm gonna see. And I'll let you know how I do. So it'll be fun. Okay, wonderful. Yeah, yeah, why not get all split up here, baby? Here's a 60 year old male. Hi, self diagnosis mm-hmm. with liver and gallbladder issues, middle back mm. pain under the right shoulder, right side discomfort, and constant burping. I followed some of Dr. Daniel's recommendations from past shows: turpentine, castor oil over the liver, taking milk, uh, thistle seeds pooping three times a day, plus drinking my weight yeah. in water. I'm feeling much better, but still have lingering issues with sporadic back and right side discomfort. Any other thoughts how I can get there? I've cut out the grains, too. This guy's on it, man. He's doing his work. Yeah, so he needs bitters. Bitters. He needs to add the bitters. The bitters are going to dissolve those remaining stones that are kind of kicking around in there. And again, start with a quarter teaspoon and a cup of water twice a day and build up to a tablespoon a day. Take your time. Uh, this buildup will take about two weeks. On the way, on the way, you're gonna notice, or he's gonna notice, that it's this phlegm that's gonna start pouring out of his nose and pouring out of his mouth. It's gonna be painless, it's not gonna be painful. He's not gonna have coughing, but it's just gonna be just slipping out, sliding out. And that slime that's sliding out is the junk that's trapped in his liver, trapped in his body and causing his symptoms. And so what he's gonna find as this phlegm just starts flowing out, is he's gonna really feel better and he'll get that last bit oh, to make cool. himself comfortable. That's pretty cool. What does Dr. Daniels recommend for piriformis syndrome? Piriformis syndrome. So the piriformis is a muscle, basically your butt muscle. So I guess, It'll be easy to get off your butt, right? So first thing is get off your butt. <laughs> get off your butt. Get off your butt. And if you have a situation where you have to sit all day, you don't have control over that, then get a kneeling, K-N-E-E-L-I-N-G, kneeling chair. And that takes the pressure off your piriformis. So when you sit a lot, your piriformis basically contracts. And then when you try and do anything like stand up and walk, ouch, ouch, ouch. So the first thing is to reduce slash eliminate your sitting next thing you can put a, a, a cushion on your chair but ultimately the cure is uh stretching exercises increase and increasing your water that would be uh the basic cure can you say cure on online is that is that allowed i'm just kidding <laughs> remedy i don't know remedy is that I, I, another word can we I, use that word i'm just kidding Okay, here's Carly. She's in Gunnison, Colorado. Have you ever been there? It's probably the coldest place on, in the United States. Gunnison, just go there sometime. You'll like it. Anyway, oh, no, no, no. Devil's Lake, North Dakota, minus 80 degrees. Devil's Lake, North Dakota is minus 80 degrees? Yes. It gets colder the other day, it doesn't last. Wow. Now, I'm, there I've been. I, <laughs> well, anyway, Carly, God lover, is mm-hmm. sent a long email. This is like an encyclical, oh. so I'm going to, I've scanned it a bit, so I'm going to get to the good stuff. One to oh, two, thank you. she's two months pregnant, no prenatal care. She's had a UTI. Two months pregnant. Two months, two months. Have uh-huh. UTI the entire time. She's tried a lot of stuff, doing cranberry juice, blah, blah, blah. Um, What's the entire time? 
um, two months. She said she has had it's UTI. A, a urinary tract infection she had the entire time? In the entire time of being pregnant, okay. yes. Somehow it's tied in with her ovulation. So it seems to kind of kick up. She shouldn't be ovulating because she's pregnant. So what are we going? What's going on here? Well, I don't know. I'm trying to just figure it out. I was, give me a break here. Okay. Right? Okay. <laughs> oh, I stopped taking Vitality capsules, which made me constipated. But drinking prune and celery juice helped me go. Three bob movements a day. So, so here she has questions. Huh? Why is my UTA uh. lingering so long? What can I do to get full relief? How do I know that my baby is safe and healthy? Oh, okay. So she's You don't know your baby is safe and healthy. And quite frankly, there's nothing a doctor can do to help you. Uh, so this is a problem many women are having with their pregnancy is they don't understand that their pregnancy is literally between them and God. That's the whole story. And when you invade that baby's privacy with an ultrasound, you're actually causing genetic damage. So all these genetically damaged kids, their genes are damaged by the ultrasound, not because they inherited bad genes for their mother and father. This is a new study, by the way, just released by the medical industrial complex itself. Why? Because they want you to stop getting this care that you've already paid for through health insurance. Insurance companies are not running the show. But that's another side story. So uh, she's drinking a lot of celery juice and she's pooping. That's nice. But what's causing her urinary tract infection is a deficiency of cholesterol. She needs to up her cholesterol. Uh -huh. So I mean, she needs to eat some liver. So if she eats liver and bacon, that should solve the problem. And this thing she's calling a urinary tract infection, again, we, we have to retrain our brains about what an infection is. So the concept of an infection, the medical concept of Something outside your body comes in and invades you, sets up shop, and boop. Yeah. That's not it. You have good bacteria in your body. There is a nutritional deficiency somewhere. And then your immune system literally sends good bacteria to the spot to heal that spot. And then we're calling that an infection and attacking the good bacteria with antibiotics. So if you go and check out this uh, urinary tract infection, let's say that that's what it is. Uh, you're going to find E. coli. What's E. coli? E. coli is a good bacteria that belongs in your colon. That's why they call it Escheria coli, colon. It belongs in the human colon. So it belongs in your body. If you remove E. coli from your body completely, that's it. You're dead. Can't live. So if you can recalibrate your concept, then that'll go a long way. So let's just say she's drinking a gallon of water a day. Let's give her that. Uh, her next step is to add liver. Uh, the cranberry juice is okay. Uh, celery juice, again, you, you can eat celery juice, but if you're going to eat celery juice every day, you've got to put a lot of fat with it. That would be bacon. So the problem is her celery juice is not balanced. So yes, she does need to poop three times a day. Yes, celery is an excellent uh, thing to use. No, vitality capsules are not okay during pregnancy. So her present situation, she needs to add bacon and she needs to add some liver as she should do that. Mm. So I, I kind of looked more carefully. She, the UTI started on the first day of ovulation when she became pregnant on that cycle. So that's when it started. That was interesting. Huh. Mm. No, 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 no. 
Let's be clear. So <laughs> she got pregnant. So she became pregnant within hours of ovulation. So as soon as egg and sperm got together and the signal was sent out, whoa, we've got to pull connective tissue from everywhere, including the bladder. That's when it started. Oh, that's when it started. So oh. women don't understand that when you ovulate, you have got to conceive literally within hours of when that egg is released. So what's really going on here is when she conceived, that's when it happened. I see. When she conceived. So the baby is already sucking nutrients and she's low on nutrients. So again, the liver and the bacon. So it, it doesn't really change the recommendation. Now the bacon, what kind of bacon? Your bacon can have a strip, a strip of collagen called pigskin on the edge. She wants that kind of bacon. And she can't get that kind of bacon. Whatever kind of bacon she has, she can get and buy some pigskin and boil it up till it's easily chewable. And eat maybe two ounces of pigskin a day. She should find it clears up. Mm-hmm. Well done. Could you please ask Dr. Daniels what I could do about a rash my seven-year-old daughter has on the back of her knees? There are little bumps, maybe about six or so, and really itchy. They haven't spread or gotten worse, but did this not won't go away? Hmm. So she can put a little. Did you say they are itchy? Yeah, they are itchy. Okay. So uh, she can put some Vicks vapor rub on there. Just dab it on as uh, she wishes. She can also just put some castor oil there. Either one of those would would help with the itchy part. But the actual rash itself. So check, make sure the, the kid is drinking water, make sure the kid is pooping, you know, two or three times a day, and then add some collagen to the kid's diet to strengthen the skin. So this skin, this kid basically is, the immune system hasn't got enough collagen to repair the skin. Hmm. So uh, I, I would say the simplest, quickest remedy would be pig, uh, pig ears, because pig ears have a lot of skin in there for the amount of chew. So how do you get a kid to eat pig ears? Uh. <laughs> First you overcook them, then you slice them in strips and little cubes, and you stir it into his favorite, uh, I don't know, SpaghettiOs or macaroni and something or other, or whatever your kid likes to eat, <laughs> stir it in there. They'll never know, right? Yeah. They might know, but it'll taste good. Yeah, yeah, it tastes good. Yeah, it's only a pleasant experience. Don uh, makes a fennel seed tea by soaking one teaspoon in a cup of water overnight and then discovered that it's a very effective way of getting the most out of the seed. I also eat softened seeds the next morning. I'm wondering if you would see any benefit of making milk thistle seed tea using the same preparation. Milk thistle seed. Yeah, it would work It would work as well. Yeah, it would well, work just fine. Why not? Good morning, Dr. Daniels and Patrick. Uh, what do you recommend for someone who has genetic disorder called factor 10 deficiency? What could they use in an emergency to stop the internal bleeding? Huh. What is factor 10 deficiency? Ever hear of that one? Yeah. So, again, a lot of times people... Uh, doctors blame things on your genes, right? right. The reason they blame things on your genes is to make you feel helpless so you'll submit to their intervention. <laughs> For every single genetic defect, there's what we call variable expression. That means there are actually people on this earth with that genetic problem who are totally unaffected by it. They do just fine. And, and so you need to be aware of that. 
I don't care what it is, whether it's sickle cell, whether it's Down's syndrome, every genetic defect or variation, there are people on this earth who have that genetic situation and they are perfectly normal. So with armed with this confidence, <laughs> it can increase his intake of leafy greens, particularly uh, spinach. And this will increase his blood's ability to clot. So now he's got a situation where his body's clotting ability. So his factor 10 is down, but we've just increased his vitamin K. So now his platelets can be even uh, better activated. But still, what if you get an injury? What do you do? And the answer is apply direct pressure over the area for five full minutes. That plus his increased clotting ability should take, the, you know, it should handle it. So that's the name they've get some kind of a potential blotting or blood thing, and they call it factor 10? Yes. Hmm. There used to be hemophilia. I think that was factor 8. Yeah, rare genetic blood disorder that causes a normal clotting process to take longer than normal. Right, so if he accelerates it, the whole process, by eating higher vitamin K, which is your green leafy vegetables, then that was, what that's going to do is, is he can clot, he just takes longer than normal. Mm -hmm. So now by increasing the amount of vitamin K flowing around, he's going to shorten his clotting time to a normal clotting time. But he can further, you know, you know get rid of any emergency problem. But if he does start bleeding, let's say he notices a bruise coming up, he can apply direct pressure for five full minutes, set the clock, it works. Cool. If you're watching on video, you can go below the video and you can see links to our show, our donation tab. If you'd like to give us, send us a monthly thing that people are beginning to do because our sales are kind of, I think they left with the cool weather. Uh, people are having a hard time. And also, um, you can go to our website and find about uh, 15 years of audio that we don't charge for. So that's pretty cool. We're with Dr. Jennifer Daniels. OneRadioNetwork.com. It is the 28th day of um, August in 2023. And back to her. And, oh, here's an interesting question. Sonia, mm -hmm. why do babies get cancer? I didn't know they got cancer. Um, so the question is, let me try to understand. Well, what's, what does she mean by baby? Well, is that someone under the year of under the age of one year? Is it at birth? What are we talking about? All she says is, why do babies get cancer? She's got three questions. That's number one. Okay, so let's just say you're talking about a human being born normal and they get cancer by the age of one. So the answer is immunizations and antibiotic use for your infections. Those are the two biggies. So to sum it up, medical intervention. <laughs> so that's why babies get cancer. And if you look at the uh, pediatric antibiotics used for ear infections, they actually list cancer as a side effect. Well, do they? Huh? Yeah, but parents don't read that because they just trust the pediatrician and give the kid the antibiotics. Right. And the vaccine as well. So why? The answer is vaccines and antibiotics. What question two? What causes uh -huh. people to get their appendix, tonsils, and gallbladders removed? So the appendix and gallbladder is constipation. That's it. 
constipation. So had that person been drinking water and pooping three times a day, never would have happened. Hmm. Uh, the tonsils are a different uh, situation. So the tonsils are basically caused usually by drinking pasteurized homogenized milk. Wow. Super simple. Yeah. And a third question. <laughs> some people who had the so-called COVID still some did, people some people still didn't regain their sense of taste and smell for years. Uh-huh. Why do you think that is? Nutritional deficiency. They do not have the, their diet does not contain the nutrients needed to repair the damaged nerve. Basically, in a nutshell. Now you can up it to they got vaccinated, right? So what they're finding is. People who are vaccinated have a much higher incidence of long COVID. And all of these persistent symptoms are much more prevalent in those who are vaccinated. So what's what's going on with vaccines? So what the vaccine does is it makes your body manufacture a spike protein. A lot of people like to say, oh, the spike protein causes this. Oh, the spike protein causes that. Let's make it super simple. If your body can only make 100 proteins a day, you've now programmed it to make 50 spike proteins, then there's 50 proteins that are not being made and 50 other areas of the body that can't be maintained while it's making a totally unnecessary spike protein because, of course, you, you know, you don't, the, the hazards you're protecting against with the spike protein doesn't exist, as your other uh, guests would say. So what's really happening with vaccinated people is their body's energy is diverted into making a useless protein and divert away from making useful proteins that might protect uh, the heart, that might restore the smell and taste. Good. Uh, here is uh, Byron. People are continue to talk about shedding from vaccinated people. Does Dr. Yes. Daniels has she seen any evidence of this? Okay. So uh, first of all. Viral shedding from vaccines is a known thing. We were warned about it in medical school back in 1980, okay? That's a long time ago. So everyone who's vaccinated basically sheds. All these kids that are vaccinated, they, they are shedding these viruses. And when, we were, when I was in medical school, we were told, get this. Now, when you vaccinate little Johnny, you've got to tell mommy that he cannot go around Grammy if grandma is, is on chemotherapy because it will kill her. He's shedding those viruses. So you got the flu shot, you're shedding. You know, you got any kind of vaccine, you're shedding. So I hope that helps the, does that help answer the question? Yeah, but does, does that mean that if you're around vax people, you could catch something from them? I don't think that's the case. Absolutely, absolutely. But it's always been that way. Oh, it's always been that way. But your immune system has to be so weak that you have to be not only a cancer patient, but taking the, the, the effing chemotherapy. I see. So you've got to have a defective immune system that's been hit with a baseball bat of chemo in order to be susceptible to the shedding. So yes, there is shedding. However, just like the so-called virus, if you have a strong immune system, it's, it's not uh, an issue. Well, if it's not a virus, what does it even matter if you have a strong immune system? Because it's something else. Because it's harmful. Because it's poison. Oh, you mean from the vaccines? Right. Yeah. No. God, no. Here's a 72-year-old sexually active female. God love you. How do you... Keep the yes. va- how do you keep the vaginal wall strong 
And what do you suggest for lubrication? I eat chicken feet and cow's feet every week. Also, how to prevent Parkinson's. Oh, okay. Okay, so cow's feet once a week if you're a sexually active woman is uh, a spit in the ocean. <laughs> Sorry to say so, but cow feet every day. <laughs> every day, huh? Oh, yeah. I can tell you that. <laughs> okay. So uh, if you're going to be sexually active, cow feet every day, and you will actually see the effect. It's amazing. Hmm. So that's that. Lubrication. So the you can either use a lubricant. Coconut oil is a very nice one. However, you actually have the power to create lubrication on demand. And um, I think they call them the, the vulvovaginal muscles. But if you contract your muscles down there, each time you contract, you'll actually squirt out lubricant. So if you can, if you have the muscular control to contract that muscle during intercourse, you'll literally create all the lubricant that you need. Huh. Now, how do, you, how do you strengthen that muscle? A lot of women have never used that muscle. They don't realize it's there. So uh, if you start doing your splits stretches, you will become aware of that muscle very quickly. <laughs> and then you can practice uh, you know, contracting it. There are people online who will sell you a $30 or $50 yoni egg noni egg whatever they call those green jade eggs to slip in there and practice your contractions but that's totally unnecessary cow's feet where do people get cow's feet these days you talk about it so much uh, where do they get oh, i just go to the grocery store for 30 cents a pound you know there you go so i don't know about your country yeah i, I don't see it here but that doesn't mean i don't look for it but i don't see have it. you looked for it yeah, kind of. I mean, you know, I mean, I, I've, I'm not... So I, I think you have to up your looking beyond the kind of level to the determined level. Yeah. No, <laughs> no. I, I'm not... I'm going to ask the butcher next time I'm there because I get grass-fed meat there. See what he says. you guys get cow's feet? I'll ask him. No. Don't ask, do you guys get cow's feet? Ask, how do you get cow's feet? How do you? Okay, so you have to presume the yes, assume the yes, and ask, how do you get cow's feet? Get cow's and feet? I think you'll get it a lot quicker. He'll say, well, first you need a cow. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> first you, need you may a say not for me but my friend does it <laughs> first you need a cow hi patrick i was diagnosed with type 2 diabetes a couple of months ago they have prescribed mm -hmm. my me metformin and uh, kilt clitter you know that one right glit doesn't matter yeah it doesn't you matter can, skip through all the can these drugs the cause any long-term damage they also say that if i have af a fast and irregular heartbeat they prescribed me, oh, biospiral, biral blocker, beta blockers for this. Are they safe to take, or am I better just leaving well enough alone? Uh, wow. So they're filming If you this. feel good, you are good. Skip it. Next, go to vitalicycles.com, download the free report, follow the diet, your diabetes will be gone in two weeks or less. Well, that was simple. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a simple person. <laughs> VitalityCycles.com. You have a, it's a free report called. Um, the Candida Cleaner. The Candida Cleaner. Follow that diet yeah. and the type 2 diabetes will go away. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you don't have to take all this stuff, Sean. You don't have to take it. See, that was easy. He can do what he wants. So if he wants to oh, take yeah. it, fine. It's his body. We're not saying what he should or shouldn't sure. do. We're just saying there's other choices. Yeah. I agree. Because we don't do medical advice around here. <laughs> mm, no, Abby wants to know. I recently bought some yeah. black squid ink, and I was wondering oh. how to use it. I remember Dr. Daniels mentioned that it should be used to help with hyperpigmentation. 
Shall I apply it to the skin, ingest it, or both? No, no. It causes hyperpigmentation. It's not going to get rid of your hyperpigmentation. So the uh, black squid egg, look at it, for God's sakes, it's black. black. (laughs) This is pigment. So it creates the pigment in your brain, the substantia nigra, that black pigment in your brain is necessary to get rid of Parkinson's. Someone else mentioned that in a prior question. We didn't answer it. But black squid egg is the cure for Parkinson's disease. According to the National Institute of Health, not my opinion, there is. So it's one teaspoon, um, and you can dissolve it in whatever soup you happen to be drinking or stir it into whatever stew you happen to be eating. And that's it, down the hatch. Um, You could take it once a day if you feel you need it that often, but once a week is more than enough. Mm -hmm. So you had mentioned before that uh, black things also help with the hair to be more of its natural color, correct? This is 66 years old of hair, and as you can see... Pretty much black. Yeah, you got a little gray there, but not much. Yeah, not, yeah, and the back even less. And also, this gray that you're seeing on the screen um, is highlighted by the optics of the camera. Uh-huh. So in real life, uh, much of that gray, on this in real life, uh, other side, <laughs> you can see this, but the other part is not as visible. That's so sort of a lot of this gray you're seeing is because of the optics. Got to watch the optics, baby. <laughs> yeah. I really enjoy when Dr. Daniels debunks illness and disease set forth by the medical industry. Can she speak uh-huh. on her experience with lupus? What is it compared to what the medical industry says it is? What's the cause and treatments? Lupus. So lupus is uh, systemic lupus erythematosus. So systemic means body-wide, the whole body's affected. Mm. And lupus means wolf, because it often creates a mask on your face uh, that's wolf-like. And erythematosus means it's red, so the the red is a mask wolf face. But the key word here is systemic. The other thing it's called is a mixed connective tissue disease. Mixed means many different ones, right? And connective tissue means uh, collagen. And that's the answer right there. So you eat collagen, bam, lupus cure. Wow. That Man. Now, what kind of collagen? And like, like this lady says, oh, I eat coffee once a week. Again, spit in the ocean. Because it's systemic, right? This lupus thing is systemic. You have a deficiency of connective tissue. That means collagen all over your body. So you're probably going to have to eat like a pound of collagen uh, a day. So a pound of cow foot or more a day, a pound of pig ears a day. Uh, whatever collagen you pick, a pound. Oh, Dr. Daniels, what about buying those boxes of collagen in packets for $50 a half pound? Don't waste your money because you have a mixed connective tissue deficiency, mixed collagen. And you're, go- you're only going to get one type of collagen in those boxes, maybe two. And they have documented now 58 types of collagen in the body. So when you eat something like a pig ear or a cow foot, you're getting at least five to 10 different types of collagen. So you're getting a broader variety of collagen that's more likely to be of help to you. Hmm. Do you think uh, the Great Lakes thing is worth taking if you just want to? I don't bother with that stuff anymore because uh, the cow foot is so much more effective. It's so powerful. Like if you take a gelatin substitute, or I won't say substitute, but a gelatin processed product, you're going to feel probably a little bit better pretty quickly. And you keep taking it for weeks, like four to six weeks, maybe you'll feel all better. But if you take a 
powerful thing like cow foot, you'll feel 99% better in 48 hours. It's just like, wow. Yeah, when, you don't have that six-week lag period. When, when you get the cow feet, what does it look like? What are you actually getting? Uh, uh, can you describe what it looks like when you buy cow feet? It's about 17 inches long, has a hoof at one end, and um, the lower half of a joint at the other end. Really? The whole hoof? And you cook the whole thing? Well, my uh, butcher breaks the bone every um, inch or two, so you can kind of curl it around and put it in the pot. And do you, you're cooking the hoof as well? Yes, the hoof is very tasty. Actually, it's my favorite part. But now that I've gotten more sophisticated with this, because I can quickly cook uh, cow feet in my um, slow cooker, not slow cooker, my Instapot. Yeah. So I don't have to cook enough cow feet for the month, you know, and meter it out. I can just take that whole cow foot, that whole 17 inches, and cook maybe half of it, and that's enough for five days. And then I can cook the other half. Because I can just toss it in a pot, either slow cook it overnight, or hit the two-hour uh, pressure cook button, and it's done. And then you mix it with other things for those five days? You just mix it in with stuff? Not anymore. When I first got started with it, I had the same questions your audience has. Oh my God, what's the cow foot recipe? Oh, how do I cook this? So you just throw a little salt in the pot, and then uh, when it's done, I divide it into four portions with equal amounts of liquid and um, skin. You'll see what I mean by skin when you boil it up. And then I just eat it, and it tastes just fine. So I don't um, make a big production out of it. It's not necessary. Mm-hmm. D sent us a picture, but it's all blurry, so I can't see it. But that's okay. We have the, the text here. Uh, I have a growth on the inner corner of my eye, uh, mm-hmm. not, not near the duct. It looks swollen and isn't inflamed or painful, and it's been there for at least six, six months. Any ideas how to get uh, rid of this? Then she said, I got a photo, but you can't see the photo. Yeah, I would recommend uh, a ginger tea eye wash. Because ah. uh, the ginger um, helps get rid of inflammation and shrinks up those inflammatory things. The so the ginger tea eye wash is you know super simple. Six, uh, Fifteen slices of ginger, simmer it for ten minutes in one cup of water, strain it, and then add uh, drops of that to water to get the level of burn that you're comfortable with, and wash your eyes with that. The other thing you can do is you can put. Uh, a activated charcoal paste hmm. on the uh, lump, and the activated charcoal will just simply pull out um, the stuff from it, and then you can just rinse the uh, charcoal off. So, you have fifteen slices of ginger and a cup of water. You cook up that baby, and then that's your that's your mother, whatever. Your concentrate mix. You concentrate, yeah. and you put um, a few drops of that in water, depending on how it feels for your eye wash. Right. Cool. Right. Okay. Uh, Paul is in California. Mm-hmm. How much and how often can I eat meat? After telling you I was a vegan several months ago for six and a half years, and my weight was uh, down to 97 pounds at 64 inches, you recommended I start the Candida cleanser with some meat. 
I've gained 10 pounds so far with the meat and almost ready to start turpentine, but like your further advice on how much meat, like the beef ribs, uh, ribeye steaks, or brain, or liver, can I eat um, throughout the week? Uh, as much as you want. So when I stopped being vegan, I found that I was eating meat literally three and four times a day. Wow. And, you know, you just keep eating it. And as long as you're feeling better and better and better, keep eating it. And then you're going to wake up one day and say, mm, I think I can eat meat just once today. I don't have to eat it five times. Yeah. You kind of know, don't you? You kind of know. Yeah. So now um, I've eaten so much meat uh, that I'm at the point now where I'll wake up and say, you know what? I don't think it's a meat day. Now, even though it's not a meat day, I might still eat my little cow foot portion to maintain my connective tissue throughout my body. Mm -hmm. But it's not a short rib day. It's not a um, chicken day. It's not a prime rib day. You know, I I don't uh, eat any flesh meats on that day. And so literally your body will, will tell you. So what you're in the process of doing now is replenishing all of these nutrients and spare parts that you are deficient in. Hmm. It's, it's it's anecdotal, but I think interesting. You know, I jumped on the carnivore thing, what, 18 months ago? Really hardcore. And right. I, I'm down to now sometimes, I eat like two or three ounces of meat. Just, and that, I'm done. You know, that's all I want. It's interesting. So it's built up over the year, over this year and a half, what you need, and you just don't need any more as much. Right, exactly. Literally, these nutrients are stored. Wow. And so your body says, okay, we are good. We're good. And like you say, that little one or two ounces is all you need. And then you backfill with salads and backfill with vegetables and maybe the occasional potato or something or spoonful mm. of rice. Yeah, yeah. Potatoes are fun now and then. I, I do pretty good with them every now and then. I have them. Exactly, exactly. They're kind of They're fun. perfectly fine. Especially, yeah. especially butter. You know, that's the, that's the best part. Oh, yeah, the butter and a little bit of bacon. <laughs> That's the best part. <laughs> okay, uh, Ray is in Portland, Oregon. What causes mm-hmm. postpartum depression? Most vitamin C supplements are made from GMO corn. Do you think it is still good to use vitamin C if it's made like this? Wrong way, go back. Let's solve the problem, okay? Postpartum <laughs> depression. Vitamin C is not going to solve your postpartum depression problem. I'll tell you that right now. So... Why is it postpartum and why is it depression, right? You just got through making a baby that took away half your brain, right? This kid <laughs> cannibalized your internal organs. <laughs> the kid stole my brain. Depression. Of course you have postpartum depression. You probably got a few other postpartum deficiencies. This kid took a lot. So you need to eat some brain, replace it, and your depression will be lifted in two or three days. Really? So it's a brain thing. It's just a, yeah. just a brain Yeah, literally. It's just a... <laughs> and... Women will notice third trimester idiocy. And the third trimester is like, whoa, I am getting seriously stupid. I better not make too, any important decisions. <laughs> and then the baby comes out, and you don't feel stupid anymore, but now you feel really depressed. And so you don't feel stupid, but you are stupid, right? Your judgment is clouded yeah. by this depression, which is really a brain deficiency. So I say get to the, get to the 
uh, meat of the matter, jump on it, eat some brain. But he's like, oh, Dr. Daniels, I can't do that. I can't get brain. Oh, my husband, leave me. <laughs> then eat some liver. Eat about a pound of liver a week. My husband you'll still get there. It'll take a little longer, but you'll get there. My husband will leave me. They tell you that sometimes. Oh, I've heard that one. Oh, yeah. Oh, the turpentine? No, that turpentine was asafoetida. My husband said, do not bring that in the house. I've got to keep it on the back porch. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I call it the spouse factor. That's hilarious. Uh, <laughs> Aaron writes in, what are the signs you are having a stroke and what can you do to stop a stroke? Are there signs that a stroke is stroking? Yes, is your it? hand. What's It'll the? go, you can't control it or straighten those fingers out. Really? That's a strokey thing? Yes, you'll feel your hand curl up. The immediate cure is a glass of water. It'll go right away. Glass of water? Glass of water. If you're worried, hey, take two glasses. <laughs> didn't you all? Didn't you also at one time talk about cayenne, or is that for a heart? That's for a heart attack. Heart. Stroke is super simple, super simple. And the first sign of a stroke: do not call nine one one. Do not get in the car and drive to the hospital. Just those wasted minutes or thirty minutes can make your stroke stroke progress. So immediately. When you see, you think someone's having a stroke, they think they're having a stroke, you think you're having a stroke, a glass of water immediately, and you'll be shocked to see the symptoms just ooze away, same way they show them. What's really going on? Uh, talk to us in the bleachers here when somebody's <laughs> having a stroke. What, what's, real, what's going on? You're dehydrated. Your body can no longer compensate for the dehydration, and so it's had to allow the blood to thicken. Ah. Uh. That's really what happens. Thickens. And, yeah, the blood gets so thick that it can't get into the smaller vessels in your brain. Oh, not good. Yeah. That's not good. And then you have a stroke because that part of the brain is deprived of oxygen. And so it's not this random, oh, a clot formed there. No, that's not what happened. What happened is, you, is your whole body system has decided, okay, we do not have enough water. What are we going to do? Are we going to put the shortage here, there? Where does the, sh the water shortage go? And it literally makes the decision to deprive that blood vessel of water so that the rest of your body can stay alive. That is what's going on. Your body is compensating for dehydration. And this is why strokes generally have it happen in the morning around 10 a.m. And you ask the person, what did you drink this morning? Oh, nothing. And so uh, that's the whole story. Hmm. And as soon as you think you're having a stroke, um, you know, one glass, two glasses of water, that's it. And then, you know, put yourself on a scale and drink your daily amount of water for, for your body weight. And you'll find that you'll pull right out of it and uh, no more problems. And no, you don't need to go to the hospital. No, you don't need any x-rays. I mean, yeah, my opinion, do what you want. That's your opinion. <laughs> yeah, I like your opinion. Um, um, I want to say opinion, my experience. My, even my experience. Your experience. Uh, Delilah. That's a great name. Tom Jones, Delilah. Yeah. Remember that? Oh, yeah. hey, Delilah. Um, she wants to know, is it necessary to have uh, sea salt to hydrate your body in your water? No. The much maligned, much maligned table salt is just fine. In fact, okay, haters, just plug your ears. <laughs> it's far superior to uh, plain sea salt. In fact, I am now seeing on the shelves iodized sea salt because the health nuts who are going for the purest sea salt without the iodine in it 
have been getting goiter and all kinds of thyroid issues. So now they're iodizing the sea salt, which is neutralizing the basic hazard of sea salt. Even the Himalayan salt on the shelf is now iodized. So I say table salt, imperfect as it is, gets the job done. So uh, never mind the, the kind of salt. To answer a question, though, do we require salt to hydrate with the water? The question is, let me be precise, where do you put the salt? So I'm an advocate of heavily salting your food, which means you don't need to, to put any salt in the water. Okay. Now, if you're on the, oh, I don't salt my food, okay. Yeah, you need to put some salt in the water. You got to get the salt somewhere. <laughs> That's just where you're going to put it. <laughs> so I heavily salt my food. That's what I do. And so I don't worry about salting my water. The problem with salting the water is, depending on how much water you drink, you can get too much salt. So if you just stick to heavily salting your food, then you're going to get, uh, you're going to stay in your safe salt range. What would be a sign of too much salt? Diarrhea. Oh, diarrhea. So the first sign is diarrhea. And the second sign is going to be like dry mouth. But right. uh, because the salt is an osmotic agent and it pulls water into the intestines and makes you poop. Yeah, it, do, yeah it does. Yeah. Stay right mm-hmm. there, Dr. Jennifer Daniels, Patrick Timpone. This is OneRadioNetwork.com. A lot of questions about this whole idea and infection, how it is, what it is. Do we need to be afraid of anything? We're going to talk a great deal about this again tomorrow and with the people that have a very similar um, uh, philosophy and experience. It's Dr. Daniels. It is Mark and Samantha Bailey. And they are on the forefront of this There Is No Virus movement around the country. And so they'll be here tomorrow from New Zealand at 10 o'clock. So join us and you'll learn a lot. What you'll learn is you don't have to be afraid of anything, in my opinion, anything out there trying to eat you. Uh, one of the things that we believe is, is really critical uh, to not get sick, which in our opinion is just a detox reaction to something, is to sweat. And we have a sauna that we promote, and we have promoted for Oh, gosh. Oh, I think I did the wrong... Hold on a second. I did the wrong camera. Um, for, I guess, 12 or almost 15 years. This is a far-infrared sauna that you can see the picture on video here that it gets set up. You can set it up in about 10 minutes and it's uh, with this silver kind of uh, material that's very easy to clean and you put a towel, it comes with a chair, and you sit in this puppy, and you can set a timer in case you fall asleep, which often happens, and you will sweat like there's no tomorrow. But there is a tomorrow. So you will sweat. It also encourages, and this has been proven, encourages uh, heavy metals or stuff like that to come out in your urine and your feces just with being in the sauna. So this is, you know, I think this is the number one thing to help you. You drink enough water um, and you you sweat every day and you're going to be a happy camper. Um, I just, I do it every night. Not that what I do matters, but uh, this would be a great investment for you. Now the way to get this puppy is to email me, patrick at oneradionetwork.com. 
Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com. I'll do it again. Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com. And then just tell me where you live, what country, what city, zip code. Just let me know where you live so I can figure that one out. And um, we'll give you the best price possible. If you're in the United States, it's $1,250. I'm $1,295, rather. $1,295, yeah, $1,295. But we ship them all over the world. Canada's about mm, um, $150 extra. Just, just So just email me and we'll hook you up. This is the best investment, in my opinion, that you can do for your health. The best thing you can do. Well, I mean, you can exercise and sweat and you don't need to buy it, but, you know, this is a something you can do every day. And then you can get up and brush your teeth. Previously, we talked with Dr. Rulin Zhu about using Pearlsium on your teeth. You have to experience huh. it to yeah. believe it. <laughs> yeah, you do. That's what I've been saying to my listeners. I keep saying, can't even explain this. Just buy it. Just click on it. Buy some. Trust me. Just trust me. And you're going to like the way your teeth look. <laughs> That's what I keep telling. Dentists, they did an experiment uh, on their uh, clients. And they literally prove and they literally show the picture every day. You know, when they take it in a few days, their tooth literally become, like you said, like a pearl pearl um like a pearl and it looks so beautiful and really white and shiny yeah it really works and it's also scientifically proven by the um, experiment and he literally proved it is not only good for your teeth he also proved it's also good for your gum try some of this pearl sim i think you're going to love it you can try it internally as well, helps with sleep, great way to get uh, absorbable calcium, and also on your face. Uh, you'll see the green ad there, the beautiful green container, get the capsules or the powder, Pearlsium, click and order, oneradionetwork.com. No, we don't recommend ever taking the calcium anything, but this is from a once living source. These are real pearl, and they have all kinds of minerals in there, along with the heavy calcium. So you can actually absorb uh, this calcium. That's why it helps with sleep. And um, you can actually absorb it and go into your bones and not into your arteries where most other calciums go, we believe. Pearl Sam, it's a great, uh, great, great product. We, uh, we've noticed, oh gosh, in the last six months to a year, if you've been around here, you'll know because we've talked about it, that even though our listenership it keeps uh, steady or goes up a bit. I'm pretty crazy, so it doesn't go up like that. Because uh, I scare people away, but you know I don't care. Uh, and uh, but anyway, uh, the the sales have been just really, really slow the last six months. And I, I think people are just having a hard time. And we have some very um, elegant products, uh, and they're not mm, they're not inexpensive. And people, you know. So what we're doing is asking you to trade value. Or value, if you find value in the shows that that uh, we do, and a lot of you do, we can tell by the emails and how many people visit on BitChute and also on our website. Uh, consider um, sending us ten or twenty bucks a month. Just very easy to do. Just like going to Starbucks, and you get a half a cup of coffee for twenty bucks, right? <laughs> and let's go. So on BitChute, you can see the donation link right underneath the video. Look down there. See it? Yeah. And just click on that puppy, and you could send us whatever you want every month, whatever is comfortable for you. And then also go to oneradionetwork.com. The link is there. 
and you'll find 15 years of shows um, from a wide variety of people, just crazy cool people over the years, mostly natural health, but all kinds of things with geopolitics. Of course, uh, 12 or years or so of money with Andrew Goss, who it's like a PhD in finance and monetary history with Andrew. That's all there for you. So that's another reason why you might want to donate to have access. Well, you have access to it because we don't charge, but you might want to feel like, well, you know, this is really worth something. I'll send Patrick some money. So that's cool. That's the way to do it. And that's on OneRadioNetwork.com. That's OneRadioNetwork.com. Well, um, I just lost the uh, the slide, but that happens a lot. So I'll just go to here. 